What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Cisco. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 87. I'm back! Woo! Traveled the world. Welcome back, buddy. With my lovely wife. Went to Paris. Went to Barcelona. Went to Belgium. Yes. Went to Amsterdam. I unplugged. We missed you, man. I feel a new rejuvenation over Ooh. my body. I feel positive about Star Wars. I feel great. I was unplugged from social media. We got great stuff to talk about this oh, week. Yeah. Got you a cool hoodie. Got me a cool hoodie. Thank you. Just shop for all my boys with my <laughs> girl. Loving life. Thank you guys so much for following along on social media with my honeymoon. I posted a few things. I wasn't fully unplugged. It's impossible to fully unplug. Yeah. I was having a good time. I wanted to show off all the fun stuff I was doing. But thank you guys for holding it down while I was oh, gone. Oh, pleasure, bud. These guys were breaking down Star Wars news, reviewing toys, talking about all sorts of things like sneakers, which, by the way, those Adidas joints, the new ones, are cool. You like them? I like the them. Ultra Boost? They're not as cool as the high oh, yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. those Ultra Boost, if those are, I'm assuming they're Force Friday on Probably. the Adidas website, yeah. I'm going to try and get them. They're sick. Yeah. I do like Because I think Ultra Boosts are really cool. We both had the feeling that you would like them. Oh, yeah. You, did you guys say that? Because we, we said that you liked, uh, that we both thought you liked Ultra Boosts. I do like yeah, Ultra yeah. Boosts. So I'm, I'm for sure going to try and get those. Tight. I'm going to send you boys on a mission to <laughs> help me while I try to. There is an Adidas stickers. store right by my work. I can pop right in. See, teamwork makes a dream work. Yeah. Uh, but as you guys know, we are the Black Series Rebels. We are a weekly YouTube Star Wars talk show. Hey, Cisco, what should they do? They should subscribe to this channel. What else should they do? They should like this video. And what else should they do? They should ring the little bell that is down here or here. Here or here. Or maybe to it's... get our notification. <laughs> yes. Uh, so every time we post a video, you guys will get our notifications. And Black Series Rebels will be like, hello. 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 We just Hello. posted content, free Star Wars content for you to enjoy. Now, here's the truth. If you're new to the show, sometimes we go on a tangent. Most of the time. Most of the time we go a little off topic. Snacks. But this week, I would say we're pretty on topic. Oh, we were staying on target, buddy. On a scale. Like, <laughs> See, we got Star Wars references in the intro. That just doesn't happen. We, it's like if our normal show is 75% Star Wars, yeah. this show is 100% Star Wars. Oh, so yeah. let's get right into it with, hey, Steve. Or, ah, ah. Cisco. That's how you know I am locked <laughs> into two years of intros. Hey, Cisco. Yeah, Alex. Hey, Cisco. Yeah, Alex. Hey, Cisco. Yo, Alex. What's going on this week in Star Wars News? Hey, Cisco. Hey, Alex. What's going on this week in Star Wars News? Quite a bit, actually. I know, right? <laughs> For the first time in weeks. I know. I feel like I got away from all things pop culture and Star Wars yeah. for three weeks. Welcome and back, by the way. Thank you so much. I literally landed in the moment the, the plane wheels touch down, the internet explodes yeah. with Star Wars stuff Shit to talk about. Hit the fan. So we uh because we're sans Steve, he's on set today. He's yep. working on a, a much fancier show. I'm gonna do a brief rundown here. We'll get your thoughts, we'll get my thoughts. Cool. We'll just kind of move through all of the amazing Star Wars things. Some good we got stuff, today. yeah. And bear with me. When you take three weeks off from anything, <laughs> you get rusty. Like if you don't have sex for three weeks, you're bad at sex. Yeah. 
Sorry, need, there's someone out there that's like, oh no, I haven't had sex. You need a round two. Yeah, you just got some time. So this might, let's just assume <laughs> this is a round two. Here we go. It's a round two. All right, so first big thing out was Uncle Bob's, Bobby Ags, drinking his apple juice. Uh, he released a memoir uh, okay. all about his life and some of the things he's been doing. It's called A Ride of a Lifetime. Lessons learned from 15 years as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah, Already so interested, Bobby Ike. Super interested. You've hooked me from the title. But Bobby had to put some stuff in there that, well, if there's one thing Star Wars fans <laughs> likes to do, it's to get mad about upsetting George Lucas. Bob recalls in his memoir, George being upset that Disney, JJ, and KK decided to go on a different direction than George had originally pitched when selling Lucasfilm to Disney. Shocker! George was blindsided. They were not going to use his idea. After a private screening of TFA, George was even more upset because he felt that they didn't do anything new. This is completely new news, Alex. And this was reported in The Hollywood Reporter now. Here's what I will say. If you want people to click on your article, put George Lucas mad about Disney in the title and the internet's gonna go ablaze. Guaranteed. Are you surprised by this news? No. I'm not really surprised by this news. I feel like we've heard this before multiple times. Yeah, like since 2015. <laughs> and like from George's own mouth, he was yeah. like, yeah, I just, you know, don't really, really miss Mara Jade. Yeah, <laughs> Mara Jade was gonna be cool. I really miss that Star, star Killer. <laughs> oh yeah, Mara Jade Star Killer was gonna be sweet. No, but the other, th I, I, I very vividly remember. I think the first time I got the real inclination that George was not happy yeah. about where we were at with Disney Star Wars is. Do you remember that like uh, JJ did like a six questions thing on like GQ? Uh huh. And you could ask J.J. Abrams questions about the Force sure, Awakens, sure. and then George Lucas popped up. He's like, "Hey, J.J., whatever happened to Luke and Leia's grandkids? <laughs> yeah, Han or Han and Leia's grandkids?" And then J.J. started cracking up. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, George, never change. I think no matter what Disney had done, George would have been grumpy with it. What do you think? He got four billion dollars. Like, yeah. Relax, Uncle George. Yeah. You're good." And I feel like, in, you know, when you are as creatively invested in something as George is, and, I mean, his whole life is Star Wars. Like, yeah. George Lucas's whole life is Star Wars. I know he's got some other amazing IPs For in there. For sure. But I think it's safe to say that 99.9% .9 of George Lucas's creative life is invested into the Star it's Wars It's what adventures. we as a, the general uh, movie-going community will mostly associate to him. Yeah, because obviously Indiana Jones, Steven Spielberg is a big part yeah. of that. THX. Yeah, we, we, I love Willow, but not everybody loves Willow. I don't love Willow. Yeah. See? So, what likes Willow, doesn't <laughs> like Willow. But both like Star Wars. Yes. And American Graffiti. It's a cool movie. It's cool. It's no Daisy Confused. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> Leave it in the comment what your favorite teen overnight, one night comedy is. Mine is Super Bad. Super Bad's pretty good. Super Bad's pretty good. I think Daisy Confused for me. I've never seen Daisy Confused. Oh, I love it. That's it. Takes place in the seventies, right? Seventies. Yeah. It was made in the nineties. Uh, yes. Made in the nineties. Takes place. That's funny. But well, Link Letter was making a movie about his high school mm -hmm. eight years just like George Lucas was making a movie about his high school yep. years and uh, Seth Rogen or 
Seth Rogen did super bad, right? Yeah. So he was making a movie about his high school years. Yeah, but I know but the only difference is super bad's is modern. It's not like it takes place twenty years That's before. That's true. It's not like Jonah Hill's yeah, yeah, yeah. mid nineties. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jonah Hill's mid nineties is is more, more like, like what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. I think that <clears throat> listen, nothing is better for Star Wars Twitter than to get Star Wars Twitter arguing. Yes. About something. So Bob Iger puts this in his book. I I think what's more telling is it clearly isn't that big a deal because Bob Iger puts it in the book. Yeah. If Bob Iger doesn't put it in the book, he knows, ooh, I probably shouldn't talk about this because it could affect stock. It sure. could affect people's opinion right. of modern stars. But in his mind, he's like, yeah, what's the big deal? George felt blindsided. I probably didn't handle that as well as I could have yeah. as a CEO purchasing a giant IP. But I, I don't know. For me, I'm just like, George, like he clearly got over it because he's been at, I feel like every Star Wars announced thing. Yeah. He's He was on the set of The Mandalorian. He was on the set of The Last Jedi. He was on the set of Rogue One. He was at D23, I think, right? He was at D, was he at D23? Well, he definitely was at um, Celebration. Celebration. So like, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I think people are making too big a deal about George Lucas's opinion of modern Star Wars. Well, and somebody tweeted this, and uh, if you feel like correcting me, I feel free to, because I don't remember who it was, but somebody posted something about the revisionist history around George Lucas adoration that's happening right now. Yeah. Which is interesting because we got to experience the post-prequel era where everybody shit on George Lucas. And it was like, George Lucas has too much power. George Lucas has too much say so and no no checks and balances. George Lucas has too many yes men around him. And it's like now it because people are so butthurt about Disney and the things surrounding that, they're going back to like the closest thing they can remember, which is like George Lucas was the greatest thing ever and it's like yeah. maybe not so much. Yeah, I think that it is one of these grass is always greener things yeah. like you're talking about. At if George made the sequel trilogy, people would lose their goddamn mind yeah. about what George Lucas was doing. If Disney makes it and George Lucas doesn't like it, but the movies are genuinely pretty good, people would lose their mind. Yeah. If the movies were terrible from Disney, people would lose their mind. It's just, we're at a place where outrage is the default emotion, Yes. not just taking a step back and taking it for what it is. George Lucas is a man incredibly invested in his creative mm -hmm. vision, and he was bummed to find out that like, oh, I don't know that I thought this through as much as I thought I did, which was when I sold this, I lost creative freedom right. of my baby. But like, you never heard Stan Lee out there just like, I never liked what they did with Spider-Man. Brian Bendis sure writes a shitty Spider-Man. I never, never. liked what they're doing. Like Stan Lee always handled himself with such Decorum. grace and just like, hey, it's not just mine. Yeah. It's the stories are for everyone. And I do think, for the most part, George Lucas is like that. Oh, yeah. And this isn't him. This is on him. Yeah, this is not on him. Like, right. It, George can behave however he wants, and he can say whatever he wants. But, like, I still think what weighs, for me, as more a reflection of what how George Lucas feels about Star Wars is the fact that he still shows up to talk about it yeah. and still likes to talk about it. And, and I think he's very graceful in that he doesn't offer up his right. opinions on the movies. He should yeah. have opinions on them. But like to, to, to hear that quote and then go, 
The Force Awakens is bad, you're crazy. Yeah. The Force Awakens is an amazing Star Wars movie. Yeah. It, it, it lines up with as good as any of the original trilogy movies, yeah. and I'm sorry, it's better than all three prequel movies. Yeah. And I would and I would argue that till I'm blue in the face. It just is. I will say this too, so just to like piggyback on what you're yeah. saying. I love all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. I love Star Wars universe, I love the mythology, I love it. I, I mean, look, we come here to do this show once a week because we love Star Wars. Yeah. They're not perfect movies. None of them are. No. You know what I mean? Like, I, my favorite movie is Return of the Jedi. It's not perfect. No, it's got a really slow first act. And a lot of prob- <laughs> like weird problematic things about it that just, but I love it. And I love The Force Awakens. It's great, but it's not perfect. Yeah. It, it is a rehashing of the old stuff. Purposefully. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is it a brilliantly done soft reboot. Yes, it accomplished exactly what it was supposed to do. It, it, the, the irony of it all is George being upset about what they chose to do in TFA. Like, you're doing it wrong. They intentionally set out to do it that way because George's philosophies, in a weird way, I think Kathleen and Disney were like, unfortunately, when you're dealing with properties this big where the fans have now taken ownership of it, that's not the right philosophy to have. They did. They just thought they were doing what was best for the company. And yeah. I'm sorry, the box office shows that they are doing what is best for the company. Yeah. The Force Awakens is the highest grossing Star Wars movie of all time. Not adjusted for inflation. Obviously, the original Star Wars crushes it. Yeah. But that a different. That's a different conversation. But sure. you cannot take away that The Force Awakens by a mile. Endgame hasn't even touched it on the domestic front. Right. It is. I don't know that any movie for a very long time is going to make the kind of money that The Force Awakens made domestically. I mean, it is insane. Yeah. Like, well, the build-up to that thing was just crazy. Like 300 million more than Endgame, and Endgame yeah. is the highest-grossing movie of all time, which yeah. just goes to show you that in the United States, right. Star Wars is a pop culture force to sure. be reckoned with, and it is because of the way that movie was made marketed and presented as a brilliant software. And we also have to understand, there has to be an understanding that Star Wars doesn't resonate overseas the same way it does here. Well, yeah, because when it came out in the late 70s, the world was in a very, very different place. That movie talks about superpowers and America's role in the world at that point in a very different way than the world was ready to hear at that time. Hence why China is like, it's not a part of their culture the way it exactly. is. Exactly. Like, yeah. what's Star Wars? Like, yeah. that's that wasn't a thing for us. But in the States, we're like, uh, it's like Mozart. <laughs> like, yeah. Star Wars is Oprah of science fiction. Like, it's the biggest thing yeah. ever. So, it's just, just, the, just another one more point about George Lucas is this like, uh, there is this sense that George Lucas was always all about the fans, which isn't true. The fans wanted the non special editions. Forever. And you said no. And he refused to give it to them. To this day, we don't have them because of him. Yeah. So, yeah, it, that's a really good point. You guys are thinking George Lucas listens to the fans. You're crazy. He, he listens to George Lucas. George <laughs> Lucas George... only listens to George Lucas. And that's why you get the movies that you get. That is why you get the movies that you get. Because George Lucas only listens to George Lucas. Which, that's his right as a creative. Hey, man. I would only listen to George Lucas if I was George Lucas. Yeah, fuck Like, yeah. when you're on that level of storytelling, do whatever you want. But there's something to be said about 
the power of the sequel trilogy and how, even if you don't like The Last Jedi, I don't know that I've ever heard a movie talked about yeah. as much as that damn movie. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Because you would hear people talking about, eh, The Force Awakens is just a rehash, like whatever, but it was not this visceral, like, hatred and just, like, like toxicity that yeah. surrounded The Last Jedi. As if, like, Ryan Johnson came into your house and kicked you in the dick. Really? Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, like Ryan Johnson pissed on your photo albums. Yeah. And was like, your childhood was a joke. Came into your house, ate your Thanksgiving leftovers, punched <laughs> your mama in the mouth, yeah. and then said, bye, guys, cash bye. my check. Yeah. Like, and it's he like, didn't do any of that. Yeah, he didn't. It, it's it's really... It, no matter... And I think we're going to talk a lot about this on this week's news because I feel like we got a lot of really amazing things kind of leaked or announced this yeah. week. And it was really interesting to sort of see the reactions to them. And I think I'm kind of in this like, also because I stepped away for three weeks, mm -hmm. it becomes one, if you have not stepped away from fandom Twitter for three weeks ever in your life, do it. Yeah. Because when you come back, you realize, oh my gosh, I've been unplugged and my mood is like 10 million times. Oh yeah. 10 million times better. This is something that like has nothing to do with anything, but like stepping away from social media for like 24 hours is oh. like, you can't imagine the boost it gives you just like emotionally. Social media for all of its amazing connecting that it does also is incredibly bad for human communication yeah. and human interaction and I just know in my three weeks of taking it off, like unplugging from it was very difficult. Yeah. But once I fully unplugged from it, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I was, my, the amount of time my brain was spending thinking about pleasing Star Wars Twitter yeah. or trying to be the perfect version of our show yeah. for Star Wars Twitter or to make sure that I was saying everything just right or not putting my foot in my mouth or not, like not offending anyone or on top of that also not pandering like yeah. just this weird tightrope and I was like why am I putting all these like crazy boundaries on yeah. my brain I should just turn off Twitter if I'm like doing exhausting, that yeah. and just be stoked and not worry about it so it's just like as we go into this next piece of news, because this was this happened right when I landed, yeah. and this was this is a big announcement. Oh, yeah. So, the Hollywood Reporter mm -hmm. announces that Kathleen Kennedy has brought Kevin Feige on board to make a new Star Wars movie, and this is what is being said: We are excited about the projects Kathy and the Lucasfilm team are working on, not only in terms of Star Wars but also Indiana Jones, and reaching into other parts of the company, including Children of Blood and Bone, which is that new book that they announced by Emma Watts and Fox, or, or uh, with Emma Watts and Fox. Sorry, these are Steve notes, they're in his word. Um, <laughs> with a close look at, with uh, with the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy is pursuing a new era of Star Wars storytelling, and knowing that a diehard, what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. Uh, one knowledgeable source says Feige has told a major actor that they are there's a specific role he would like that person to play and um, if and when he makes this movie. So, a lot to unpack just in the announcement. Am I allowed to be excited about it? You are allowed to be excited about sure. it. Okay. Okay. So, to make sure. Okay. <laughs> I am 
This to me is like the no-brainer of no-brainers. Yeah. I jokingly text you a photo because you were like, "Why are why, I, I'm so confused as to why we're mad about Kevin Feige making star, making a Star Wars movie?" Yeah. Because I said, literally, Kathleen Kennedy searched highest-grossing movie producers of all time <laughs> and only saw one name above her on the list and thought, "You know what? You know what? They say you should strive to work with people that are better than you at yeah. making money." Call the one guy who's better at you at making money in the movie business yeah. with less movies, yeah. mind you. You call up Kevin Feige, literally the producer that has shaped modern Hollywood now. Oh, yeah. For better or for worse, I will say that there's, there's definitely an argument to be made sure. that cinematic universes maybe are not the best thing for cinemas. When done... Poorly. Poorly, yeah, sure. Because right now, there's really only one company that I think that's nailing yeah. the cinematic universe. And by cinematic universe, I mean movies that all tie in together. Star yeah. Wars, I do not consider a cinematic universe yet. It's just a movie. It's like a Star it's Wars, a Star Wars like universe. A, it's a Star Wars universe. Yeah. But when I heard this news, for me, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. And I think it's also very telling about the future of Lucasfilm, and we'll go into that a little bit, but I want to get your reaction to Kevin Feige. My reaction initially was super excited. I was like, I I think Jermaine posted this, that uh, he had asked Feige about this a few years ago, and that he sort of explicitly put it out there that he wasn't interested in doing that. He just wanted yeah. to be a fan of the Star Wars universe, didn't want to be involved in making the stuff yeah. because he wanted to enjoy it. And when you're making stuff, you don't necessarily get to enjoy it as much. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised, you know, to, to hear that he was going to be doing it in retrospect. It's probably not that surprising. Yeah. But especially not with the success of Endgame. Yeah. At this point, he's proven he can make movies that should be impossible to make work. Yeah. But more importantly than that, being able to tie in all these very distinct pieces and pull them into basically telling one cohesive narrative, which yeah. is like... It's very tough to do. I mean, you see the problems that you have in the Star Wars universe right now when you have different filmmakers working on the same thing and having competing ideas and the problems that that causes. Yeah. And so he was able to orchestrate all of these things with all of these very distinct voices and have them basically come to the like the come to Jesus thing, which is like listen, we have a plan for this. Just come come along Trust for the us. ride. Trust us. You're going to be able to do your thing, but like you got to work it into what we're doing. Yeah. Which is why James Gunn was able to like make a unique movie that is Guardians of the Galaxy that was nothing like anything else that they had done yet. And yet really fit so perfectly into the world. And really helped shape what the universe was going to become. Yeah. Like the tone of that movie was really what kind of tied everything together at that point. It was like, oh, maybe this is what we should be yeah. doing. I consider you to be the, you and my, my friend Brian, Brian Wong are the guy who does all our photos. I consider you two to be the biggest Marvel fans I know. You're, you both read all the comics. Yeah. You see all the movies first night. Whenever, if you ever notice that there's ever a night where it's just me and Steve <laughs> and Cisco's not here and a Marvel movie came out that Thursday, that's because he's seeing Marvel. Yep. And then I go see it at midnight <laughs> after we tape our show. It's very true. I go with Brian Wong because yeah. we've been seeing it together 
every Marvel movie at midnight. And because I have a little core group of dudes that I watch the movies. Can't break the tradition, bro. I'm with you. I so from a Marvel fans perspective. Yeah. What does Kevin Feige joining the Star Wars universe mean for you? Well, we obviously know the obvious, which is like he can control multiple IPs or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Truly, when you think of Kevin Feige as a movie producer, what do you think of as a fan of the cinematic universe like that? I think that what he really excels at is bringing in the creators that work best for those properties. So like John Favreau, James Gunn, um, Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi, et cetera, et cetera. So like all of those guys, right? And that's going to be the key to making whatever the next step of evolution of Star Wars becomes, whether it's on Disney Plus or in the theaters, whatever it is, getting the right voices on the right projects that are going to resonate with audiences, with all of us in the right way. And I think that's something that he just, he has his finger there, dude. Like he, he has an ability to see something that like, if you've seen what we do in the shadows, no way does that translate to like, hey, this guy's going to make a rad Thor movie. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he's funny. The movie's funny and hilarious. I love it. But in no realm would I have ever been like, they got to give Taika Waititi a Marvel movie. Yeah. I never would have guessed that. And I never would have guessed Thor. And for them to do it and for it to be so good is like, yeah, dude, like he sees it. Yeah. And so that's what I'm excited about with this announcement is that like, I think we're going to get a lot of fresh new voices, which is what people are clamoring for. Yeah. You know, you want to get fresh new voices. um, And, you know, sometimes you need someone with experience of doing that to come in and do it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty telling if you look at where Marvel started and where Marvel is now. That's all Feige. Yeah. Like, who do you think found Ryan Coogler, guys? Kevin Feige. <laughs> Listen, found man. Taika. Yeah. I, I think that the the announcement, when I hear that Feige is coming on Star Wars, I, and, and I, I, I don't want us, I don't want this to be a, a, a quote that can be turned in a negative way because I love Star Wars in the Kathleen Kennedy sphere. Totally. I think Kathleen Kennedy is... Kathleen Kennedy has made more movies that I love than any other producer. She has worked with directors and writers that have made iconic cinema, and she herself is responsible for iconic cinema. Her track record. Her track record speaks for itself. I think there is a chance that after episode nine, Kathleen Kennedy will not be fired Kathleen Kennedy will step down as head of Lucasfilm and she will go back to producing movies with Gary Marshall, her husband, and working with Steven Spielberg and head back over to Amblin and go back to doing what she does best, which is producing amazing Oscar winning movies. It's what Kathleen Kennedy does. And I think there's a chance that Kevin Feige will come in and he will then head up Marvel and the Star Wars universe. I think he has proven that he can handle that. And I think there are enough people at Marvel that can now take a little bit of the load off, whether it's a Favreau, a Gunn, or a a Russo Brothers, or whoever they want to bring in to sort of help. Marvel, Marvel to me now, is like a bicycle that just needs grease. Yeah. All the parts work. They know how to ride it. 
it, it's no matter what, it's going straight, it's going smooth, yeah. it's going to do its thing. They might have a couple missteps here and there with movies that are just okay. Yeah. That's normal, you know, but all they got to do is grease the wheel and Marvel They've got plenty thing. of uh, goodwill banked. Yes. Marvel's like good yeah. for a while. And they're gonna figure they're gonna figure Spider-Man out. Don't think there's no world where they don't. Yeah, come on. They're going to. Trust me. Sony is gonna Disney will come down and so they'll come it'll be fine. <laughs> Sony's gonna be like, oh. Well they'll see those numbers for Venom too. And then they'll be like, oh maybe Yeah, they're gonna Maybe see you guys want this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I feel like this is gonna this is a bad example because John Lasseter had his uh, kind of a shitty announcement. Not sure. a kind of shit, a shitty announcement. Yeah. He was a creep yeah. at Pixar. But I'm only bringing up uh, Lasseter because I feel like every once in a while, these creative visionaries come along that have an ability to kind of constantly hit shit out of the park. Favreau. Favreau is one. But even yeah. Favreau, like... Cowboys and Aliens and Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is much better now when you go back and look at it in hindsight. But, like, Favreau has his mo a, a couple of things in his catalog where you go, it's okay. Sure. But, like, there was a point where Laster, it was like Toy Story. Toy Story 2. Finding Nemo. Yeah. The, the, the Incredibles. It was just, like, hit after hit. Do you after think that hit. was mostly Laster or do you think, like, Brad Bird had a lot to do with that? I think it's both. Yeah. I think th that's like saying that, like, it's just Feige. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why yeah. Thor is good. But, yeah, like, yeah. Taika's the reason why No, Thor no, you're absolutely good. right. So I think, I think Laster has the ability to get his projects to into a development space where they're set up yeah. for incredible success. Right. And I think Feige has the ability to do that. But I think on a on a scale that is bigger than Lasseter, yeah. because he is dealing with these massive IPs and putting three movies out a year. Right. Whereas Lasseter is doing one movie a year, sometimes two, when he was at Pixar, right. which he's not even there anymore. Now he's over at Blue Sky. Yeah. But I think that there is a probably a conversation happening in Lucasfilm, which is this direction that we are in right now doesn't get us to the goal where we need to be, where there are two Star Wars movies a year. And doing like what MCU is doing. Basically. Yes. And and, and and we don't know if that's what they want to do. It yeah. could, this could, all, we, this is just speculation. Sure, of course. Kevin Feige could be making one we Star don't Wars know. movie and he could We're not shills. Out. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what Kevin Feige's doing. Yeah. I've never met Kevin Feige. His name, for all I know, could be Kevin Feige. I don't, I'm just, I, I'm assuming it's Feige. I think that when I look at Star Wars in the next five years, after the rise of Skywalker, it's this empty void yeah. of movie content. And if they're going to really start fresh yeah. with new trilogies and worlds, I don't know that it, I don't know a better person than Kevin Feige to steer that ship. Yeah. Now, I'm going to... So, we talked about all the positives. Yeah. Now, there is some frustration sure. on Twitter. And I am going to leave this to you because this is a conversation that I don't know. I mean, I can chime in on it, but I don't know that my opinion is much... Now, now there's some obvious frustration yeah. that, once again, Star Wars has announced a white male to be 
steering the ship of another Star Wars IP. Specifically, yeah. Lucasfilm has announced it. As a person of color, when you heard the Feige news, did that resonate with you at all? Or, you know, are you a big enough Feige fan that you were like, you know, tell me how you feel. I want to know how you feel, Cisco. Uh, I will say that I hear the concerns. They're valid. I also think that on the flip side of that, I also see someone who has an impeccable track record. Yeah. Who's done all the things that I think are deserving of being bestowed this opportunity. Um, and I think that we've seen so far in his experience in Marvel that he has the ability to bring up young, fresh, new voices, people of color, mm. um, women, you know, yeah. Captain Marvel. So I think it's possible. Captain Marvel is directed by a woman, right? I think Captain Marvel might be directed by a, a male. Was it? Maybe maybe co-written. Co-written? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. know. You, you, I'm not a Mar I'm not Marvel like I am Star Wars. I can't remember off the top but, of my head. But we, we know that Captain Marvel's a feminist icon now. Yes, and, and she's and a big part so. of the future of Mar yeah. the MCU. So, um, I guess it's, you know, look, I, I know we live in a world where, like, exactly like you said, the default reaction is just being pissed off about something. And so it's not surprising to me that that's the reaction that we're getting. But I think that if we take a step back, kind of let things materialize, yeah. see what's going to happen in the next couple of years, I think that I, I hear you and I think that I agree that I wouldn't be surprised if Kathleen takes a step back. And not like she's, there's any problem. No, I have no problem. I, yeah. I am also a big Kathleen Kennedy fan. I think that she's done great shit for us. Um, but I think she's deserving of a step back. I think I think she deserves to not have to deal with the BS anymore. Like the, yeah. the, the stuff that gets she gets banged with every day. So it's just like, Maybe she wants to take a step back from this and let someone else take it for a while. Yeah. You know, give someone else the wheel for a little bit. And maybe they'll do like a weird sort of thing where she becomes president and CEO of Lucasfilm, but he becomes president of creative. So he's yeah. like chief creative officer yeah. of Lucasfilm and they create a title. I don't even know what his title is for the MCU. It's just like... He's basically Kathleen Kennedy he's of like Marvel Puppet Studios. Master. Yeah, he's just... Like, I just... Yeah. I think that there's a chance that he becomes like creative lead of all Disney live action. Oh, that'd be interesting. And in, 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 in what that, and they will say, that includes Marvel and Star Wars. And then what it'll be is, yeah. he just becomes this like... That might be a little vague, like if it's just Disney, because then you start thinking about like all the live action movies that they do. Yeah, so I'm maybe just trying not to that, figure but out... But I think that something encompassing uh, uh, Star Wars and, and, uh, and Marvel in one kind you of thing. You know what it could be? Like in charge of all Disney... Um, pre-existing IP yeah, or something, something like that. They'll figure know. out some name yeah, yeah. that is like shit we bought. He's yeah, in charge yeah, of all yeah. the shit we bought, right? <laughs> shit we bought. Work. He's yeah. CEO of shit we bought. Like, I think that, and I appreciate you chiming. I didn't mean to throw you, no, I, no, no. Throw, throw you over to you like, hey, you're, the, stuff we talk about you're anyway, the people so. of color. You're the person <laughs> of color that's sitting next to me. Please answer this because I shouldn't. Um, I, I think that's an interesting and I think a very wise and sophisticated take, which is, Looking at the positive, which is that Feige, ha will I do believe he will do that. I mean, there are like Favreau is doing it with The Mandalorian. Yeah, they're bringing up a lot of incredibly new, diverse voices. I think. Yeah. 
I think the thing yeah, that Bryce Dallas Howard, right? Yeah, Bryce, By, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, there's a, there there are like five really great. There's a Japanese director directing an episode oh, yeah, yeah. of The Mandalorian. There's a lot of amazing directors. And yeah. forgive me, I I don't have that all my thing. This is very <laughs> off the cuff. I should know all that, but I don't. But Steve Steve would obviously. We'll know pretty soon though when those episodes drop. We're gonna know because it's gonna be amazing. But I think for me, I. I just I, I when it when it came to the Feige announcement, seeing people frustrated, my sort of thing was like, I can't think of a world where like it doesn't make sense to have Kevin Feige making yeah. Star Wars movies. Like yeah. that that it's just like he is even if you don't like Marvel, it's like yeah, but still like there, there's one guy that should be able to just pick up the red phone and say, I want to direct a Star Wars movie, it's Kevin Feige. Yeah. Because he's just proven that he owns the box office. Yeah. He, he, he's the king. So I think that there's a world where we're going to be hearing a lot of Kevin Feige's name when it comes to the Star Wars branch. Yeah. And, I, and I don't know if that means with or without Kathy. I hope, it, I hope it's not. Yeah. I hope it. I hope that he becomes sort of the creative yeah. head, and Kathy becomes like just the visionary head sure. of Lucasfilm, and she's running that company like George. But Feige comes in and does what he does at Marvel, but on the Star Wars side, yeah. and just starts pumping out live action content in a way that is as um, tight, polished, clear direction as Marvel. Yeah, I agree. So. That's uh, our, our, our movie news. Yeah. Um, we've got, let's see, I want to do I want to do toys for uh, reviews. Okay. We'll do toys and review segment. But uh, I know we have some questions here. I'm going through Steve's phone. Damn, there are so many toys that dropped. Literally, look at this. He's like, damn, dude. <laughs> oh, I think it ends there, actually. On my Is there a... The questions weren't on this one. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, 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 um, we'll find them real quick. Uh, I will ask you, though. I think, are they in your email? Did he uh, email them to us? Yeah, check. While you do that, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the Jedi Fallen Order trailer? The new one? I didn't. It's really cool. I missed that, actually. It was for Triple Force Friday. They Oh, here we or, go. Or, like, the premiere. They I can it. read these, actually, if you want. So, yeah. then you're ready. Okay. But, yeah, the triple the, the Jedi Fallen Order trailer looks yeah. so sick. Okay. That movie... Like, I'm super stoked for that game. That game is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I haven't had a game that I've been excited about for quite a bit now. You're going to get Shadow Keep though, right? I don't think so. I think I'm going just though. Um, yeah, it's going to be well it, we'll see. Destiny baby. I I want I'm thinking Destiny's about it. Destiny's tough when you got a second kid. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and with Rise of the Jedi, I think that's Oh yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen yeah. Order. I mean, is that that might be the like the one that gets my attention. Here's you know what we should do, which will be fun. Let's play through it one time. Like solo, okay, and then we'll play through it. We'll play it on separate games, but we'll talk through it together. Okay. Like, oh, this part's cool. Do you are you? <laughs> what level are you on? We'll we'll do something fun like that. But uh, uh, you guys started doing this cool new segment. It's my first time I get to do this. We're gonna uh, answer some community questions. Community questions. I apologize. I I don't know how these go. Okay. I so I, I'm I have no idea what these are. I'm so sorry. If, uh, I'm a little drier and sarcastic in this type of stuff. So please don't be offended if I yeah. <laughs> make fun of the topic. No, no, it's all right. It's all good, man. You okay. know our sense of humor. Okay. All right, so we'll start with our first one, which is from Jim Grote. Um, I think he's had other questions before cool. this. Uh, hey, so here's the question. Lucasfilm calls you up and says, 
As part of the promotional push for episode nine, we're sending out the actors to be interviewed for podcasts and YouTube channels. You interested? You can pick any one actor. Doesn't have to be sequel trilogy only. It can be an actor from any film in the franchise. Who do you pick? Wow, that is an amazing question. That is a really good question. So the first person that instantly popped into mind was John Boyega. I would love to interview John Boyega on the show yeah. because I think we have a lot of similar interests as John Boyega. Yeah. He's a big sneakerhead. Yeah, He's a yeah. big streetwear guy. He loves action figures. Uh, when they announced that John Boyega was going to be in Star Wars, he, without a doubt, and uh, we weren't friends yet, but I told Steve, I was like, dude, you got to see Attack the Block because he hadn't seen Attack the yeah, Block yet. Dude. Like, I saw it. I have a Attack the Block holds a very near and dear place in my heart okay. because the day I met my wife, I was on my way to see Attack the Block. Oh, really? Okay. And I, and I bumped into her at a thing at Second City and I asked her out on a date that night. And then I was like, I, I got to go. Though. That's I'm, awesome. I didn't know that. Story. I'm going to see this movie called Attack the Block. And yeah. she's like, what's that? And I was like, well, I don't know, but it's supposed to be really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember thinking about her the whole way there and then seeing this movie that just blew my mind. Yeah. And it was just one of the, I'll always remember Attack the Block. I can't remember reason. if I saw Attack the Block in the theaters or if I had to wait until it came out on, on video to watch. But dude, that I love that movie too. And I just remember being super stoked when they announced John Boyega too. I was yeah. like, dude, it's so awesome. And then I was kind of thrown when he had the like, he lost the British accent. I was like, why? Keep it, dude. <laughs> like, it's I am, I will say, I'm so bummed his Southside London accent isn't in Star Wars, but I think the reason why is because he's like the lead of that movie, and when he gets really excited, it's hard to understand. Yeah, no, that's it, true. Like, it's a very, um, it's just a very, like, tight accent that has, like, um, everything strung together really tight. Right. So so I, I think it was probably just like, uh, sure. my guess is JJ was like, God, I love your accent, but <laughs> people aren't gonna understand you. People aren't gonna understand yeah, you, sure. dude, because it's like, like if you talk real if, fast. If yeah, if you watch attack the block, it's like this, fam. It's like yeah. it's really like it's. And he already, thing, especially in uh, Force Awakens, when he's in that beginning, when him and Ray first meet, he's talking so fast and yeah. like. Can you imagine having that accent? And like, him and that with then with Daisy with the British accent. Yeah. I think it was just probably a lot. Uh, sure. But, so I would say the first person that comes to mind is John Boyega, because I think we would have the most fun yeah. interviewing him. But man, it's hard to say, like, it's hard to turn down, like, Mark Hamill sure. or, like, Luke, just because he's a hero of mine. But I think we would, if I'm thinking about it from a creative producer side, we would get our best content out of John Boyega. And I would say a close second would probably be J.J. Abrams. Yeah. I would want to interview J.J. Abrams just about his philosophies and everything. What about you? I think John Boyega would be the most fun for, for, yeah. for, for the reasons that you just stated. But I, for a weird reason, <laughs> this is like a silly answer, but I would want Anthony Daniels just to bring him on here and see what kind of weird shit he would do. <laughs> no way. That's all I want. I Dude. just want to be sitting behind the camera and be like, you guys trying to ask questions of Anthony Daniels and him being like 
hopping up and down, dude, dancing around. Can you talking imagine about weird oh, shit? Steve and I trying bringing to, a book of poetry and trying to read it dude, for you guys. Steve and I trying to wrangle Anthony Daniels' energy is the is like I can't think of something more impossible for the two of us. <laughs> it would be the most fun for me to watch. Everybody that loves our show would be like, dude, they're so frustrated with this interview right now. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like that would yeah, be yeah. nuts. But I would never. In a it makes me think years. of there was this episode. Of, uh, somebody cut together these funny moments from uh, the Joe Rogan podcast mm -hmm. when Neil deGrasse Tyson was on, and he was like, so, Neil deGrasse Tyson was sort of like interrupting Joe when he was like start talking. So like, oh yeah, and, and, you know Tyson would be like talking, and then it would be time for Joe Rogan to ask a question. But like before he could get it out, he'd be like interrupting him, and so there'd be all these shots of Joe Rogan just being like. You can tell he was yeah, just like, it's like done. I'm not even interviewing you, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Chad Muska on anything. Yo, dude, Chad Muska, I love him, dude. He's so <laughs> I love great. him. I love him, but it's like But it is. It's like pull the string and just let him go. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's like Rubens on our show. Yeah, yeah. Rubens is an amazing interview because you can just be You like, can't wrangle him. You can't wrangle him. Yeah, You're yeah. just like, go, dude. We'll, we'll catch up, man. We're we're here, but yeah, totally. we're gonna check out, but you just keep doing it's your like, thing. Open the spigot and let it all yeah, just Yeah, for blow. sure. Great question, Jim, right? Yeah, Jim Grote. Thank you, man. Thanks, dude. Uh, next is from our good friend, Green Tea Drinker. What up, um, Green Tea? Just heard the news today about Kevin Feige working on Star Wars. How do you guys feel about that, and what kind of stories do you think he's going to steer the franchise towards? Mm. Personally, I'm so psyched about this. So, uh, we talked a little bit about how we feel, bit, but yeah. we didn't really talk about the direction we think no, he would yeah. go. I think that, let's say, let's say that he... We'll do two hypotheticals. Let's okay. say hypothetical number one, he is steering the ship. Yeah. I think that means they are looking for a way to create a cinematic universe out of Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know how they do it. My original envision was always that they would pull the MCU thing where it was like a Ray adventure, a Poe adventure, a Finn adventure, yeah. and then a, like a team-up movie that's right. like episode episode 10 yeah that's interesting you know that that works in the mcu because you have characters that like cure themselves towards that yes you know you, you have iron man's and captain america's and thor's that like already exist in another form and go off on their own adventure yeah. from time to time so that doesn't really unless okay so this is the other thing is that like i think that his role is going to be more towards um progressing the universe past mm. Skywalker stuff. So like, it's not going to be as focused on Kylo and Rey and it's going to be new stuff. Yeah. That's my hope anyway. I hope it's like all new shit. Like Mandalorian is going to be pretty much new stuff. Yeah. Even though it takes place in the past, but, um, is, so that would be interesting trying to figure out like who the, characters would be to like build up to that like are you gonna like, the theoretically you're doing like a luke movie a yeah. carrie movie or a um, leia movie a han movie and then they meet together and then they have to fight the empire that'd be pretty cool that's what i always thought they were gonna do yeah so i thought they were going to announce like episode seven introduce all new characters yeah and then do like a Ray adventure, a Poe, and a Finn thing that all kind of ties. It should be to, like the stories, maybe. Yeah, like oh, yeah, stories yeah. that, and then like they tie in to these greater saga yeah. narratives. It's hard to envision that in the world that we've set up now. Yeah, that's what I always thought, but I don't know. I think you're right, though. I think you bring in a guy like Feige to build out your world as 
big as you can possibly make it yeah. and then tell small stories within that world. Yeah. Like when you watch Iron Man, you never envision the Eternals. Right. But it all works. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's hard <laughs> Jen, to... thank you. It, yeah, it's hard to envision Feige past just an announcement in uh, The Hollywood Reporter. Because we'll really, see. it's, it's going to all change once 9 is done. Then That's we'll, the other thing. It's so hard to imagine it past 9. Yeah. Because I don't even know what 9 is. Yeah, we just don't know. Yeah. We have like ideas of what we think it could be, but then it could be totally not that. As long, man, if we could just interview John Boyega, yeah, make dude. it happen, Jim and JJ, they come in here. Yeah, both of them. Hey, so what <laughs> happens in nine, guys? Um, this is not a question, but it is a a little uh, well wish from Kyle Bookout. Hope you had a great time, Alex. Glad you're back. Hey, thanks, man. I did have a good time. Yeah, you did. There's a lot of traveling. I had four countries in two weeks. I am. I've only been, I haven't even been back for a full day yet as we're recording this episode. So I am in outer space right now. Yeah. So if you're wondering why I'm just answering the questions without any sarcasm, <laughs> it's probably because my, my funny brain isn't turned on. He's powering off. through it though. All right. We've got a question from Alden Diaz, who is a regular on our questionnaires. Um, with all of the nonsense about Bob Iger and George from this week. Talked about it. A lot of which I feel was extremely overblown. I feel like we need some positivity. What are your favorite things that the sequels have added, be it in the universe or in terms of the actual productions? Call me crazy, but I love all three eras of different. Uh, I love all three eras for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's all valid. You're a thousand percent right. So uh, my favorite things that the sequel trilogy has added. I've talked a little bit about this on the show, and for me, the biggest thing is it returned. Um, a magic to the franchise that I feel like was sort of lost in the prequels a little bit. And that's not a dig on the prequels. It's just the prequels had a tone about them that was very different from the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. There's sort of an adventure kind of built into the original trilogy that I feel like I just don't feel like I'm going on that adventure in the prequels quite as much. Uh, And I think what the sequel trilogy has really done for me is that like, that magic and excitement of sitting in the theater before a new Star Wars movie comes out, like, mm-hmm. ah, there, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. And the sequel trilogy has done that in a really great way. And, like, the characters are incredible so that good, they've yeah. given us. Like, even there's a part in Force Awakens where I, when I was totally hooked and sold, and it was... Uh, BB-8's rolling over the dunes right after he says bye to Poe and this alien sticks his head out of the dunes and goes Utuna Tuna and turns to BB-8 and I just went that's Star Wars could have been Star Wars yeah it couldn't have been nothing could have been more Star Wars than that and that to me is just it like it really strikes a chord at the heart of what I feel stars. And The Last Jedi does it too in a big way for me. And I know a lot, it doesn't strike that chord for a lot of people. But for me, The Last Jedi really challenged me as a fan in a really great way. And just in like, in the way that I consume content, like Mm -hmm. I just, the only thing that's bad about The Last Jedi is the fan discussion around The Last Jedi. But the movie itself is amazing. Yeah. What about you? Um, mine is much more general and simple. It's just having Star Wars back. Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty much all it. Like, I had always loved Star Wars and 
didn't realize it could be this fun again. Yeah. You know, when the anticipation was building for episode seven, I was just like, I can't believe I feel like I do right now. Like, I feel more excited than I did even as a kid. Like, the anticipation and the, the, just like you said, the magic was all back again. And I was just so, so excited. My wife was into it. Yeah. You know, and I was like sharing that with her and my friends who had, you know, my, were around my age, who had kind of all been through it. And we didn't, you know, we talked about how much we loved it, but never kind of like experienced it together. Are doing that now. Like it, just being back in our lives in a significant way is so rad. Yeah. And it just now we're in a world where like Star Wars is going to keep happening. Yeah, it's crazy to think we're living in a world where you won't see the last Star Wars movie that comes out. Hopefully not. You will die. We will <laughs> yeah. die before Star Wars dies. Yeah, and even if we, <laughs> you know, honestly, even if we don't get another Star Wars movie for like three or four years, we're going to get good stuff on Disney Plus, man. Mandalorian looks so good. Yeah. It's just the, the greatest thing to happen to Star Wars is the Disney merger, yeah. like the Disney purchasing. And it's, and it's, I know that's And like, you're allowed to not like it. And you're, now, you're allowed to not like it. But to say that it's been bad for Star Wars is just silly because you're getting so much of it. And honestly, I think someone that's this mad about the Disney merger, no matter what Disney had done, wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. They could have literally given them an heir to the empire yeah. reboot word for word, shot for shot, and they would have been like, I already saw this story. Like, yeah, we're not here to say like Disney's like the like best. Greatest, and they're, they're here and you know, yeah. they're making, you know, everybody's lives better. It's just, they're just making fun shit for us to watch. Yeah. We I, like it. I feel like I just really am, the only thing, the thing that brings me down is never the actual Star Wars. Never. It's the conversation about Star Wars. But the, like, I'm getting to that point where I'm starting to get the tickle that there's like a new Star Wars movie oh, yeah. coming out. And it feels so nice to have that again. The break helped, I bet. The break helped. Yeah. And our our review segment always, like there's one thing that they do that always gets me really excited. We'll talk about in the reviews, but like. Oh, this is, what's coming up. What's is, coming up. Yeah. It, it, you know me. It's yeah. like nothing gets me hyped like this. I'm actually more excited than I think I've been for a while yeah. because of this one. So. Are there any more questions? One last one. Okay, one last question. From Charlie Ashby. Charlie, which by the way, I was not here when you answered Charlie's last question about who is the most attractive member <laughs> of the Imperial Senate, uh, the as the Imperial Senate broadcast or mm -hmm. the Imperial Senate report. I don't know. Sorry. But I will say you're both wrong. The most attractive member of the Imperial Senate is Nikki Kumar. There we go. Sorry, Claire. Hey, the answer is Nikki. He has spoken. All right, Charlie Ashby. Picture this. You're Count Dooku. You finally left this order you have dedicated your life to, regained your rich inheritance and title, and can do anything you'd like. What's the first thing you would do in the Star Wars universe post Phantom Menace pre-Sith meeting? Wow. What's the first thing I would do? I bail on the Jedi. <laughs> I got all my money back. I'm just killing it. I mean, I probably wouldn't just go join the opposite of the Jedi like he did. I'd probably go like <laughs> take my cash find a nice little floating house on like Naboo, get away from it all. Yeah. Like what's what's the uh what's the Star Wars equivalent of like joining a country club? 
going and hanging out at Canto Bite all yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living I'd, on I'd Canto go, Bite? <laughs> I'd go gamble it up at Canto yeah. Bite. I'd get a couple of fathers, get a nice little yeah. big old ranch, like... Someplace you know the empire just isn't, isn't a mess interested. With. Yeah, and I would just man, I would just sit back, take my cape off, put yeah. my boots up, and just be like, I'm no longer a Jedi, which I think is it's, it's always implied, right, that he's Sifo-Dyas. I think so. I think so, yeah. Charlie, you you why were you asking us questions? <laughs> why are you, why are you asking specific questions about Star Wars? You know better than this Charlie Ashby. But uh, I, I will say I would probably put my feet up, spend my cash on some sweet treats. Yeah, wouldn't get my head cut off. That's for sure. Certainly wouldn't get involved in any of that noise. Yeah. I'd stay away from the Clone Wars and the Galactic. I'd know Republic. better than to try and recruit you and Obi Wan. Oh yeah, I'd be, I'd like, be like, nah, man. You guys are good. You guys are good, bro. <laughs> I would, if I had that kind of clout, I would for sure be hanging out on a beach somewhere with cape, though. Oh, with cape? Yeah, you, yeah. You'd live cape life. It'd be, it'd be like pre-Lando Steez. It'd be like a cape for every day. Tight. And it'd be like, like, uh, what is it? Like Pendleton material on the inside right here Whoa. for a cold day. Yeah, like, yeah, a, like yeah. a cool pattern. Or like you'd a, open it up, it'd be like Gucci. Pattern. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. So you'd have designer streetwear capes. But it'd be like high fashion. subtle as hell, though. It'd be like matte black chill. But then you, I'll give you just like a little peek when I'm getting my phone out, my little transponder. Yeah, yeah. And pull it out, you get a little peek of the pink or something in there. Yeah, you've got a little pop socket. Yeah. Like a little gold Louis Louis pop socket. Hell yeah. For you, my saber. Literally, like, in, in your world, Count Doogie wait, Dooku waits in line for Louis Prem drops. Fuck yeah. No, he don't, Count <laughs> he don't wait. He don't wait in he line. He just get him in the mail. Yeah, no. He, Dude, he got Count, the hookup. Bro, your Count Dooku is a hype beast influencer. Yep. <laughs> Yo. Count Dooku got the side Count bag. Dooku, Counting out the iPhone 11. <laughs> like, selfie in. Yep. Oh, dude, I like that. Kanye's flowing him shoes and shit out there. Yeah. The, con the Kanye of the Star Wars universe is flowing him Just picks. imagining Dooku like, I got the new Yeezys. And everyone's like, we, we know Count Dooku. Nice speech. Ten of them. I just picture Count Dooku like, you know, uh, I just watched this because it was one of the movies on the plane. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, the older guy whose casino got shut down. Saul. Yes. Not Saul, but the other guy with the big glasses. <sighs> Count Dooku's What is his name? Guy. Yes, dude. He's the, yeah. he's the guy whose planet was. Yeah, well, he was like, you, you want to... No, like, no, in the third one, Ocean's 13, it's his plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's trying fun. to get, get after Al Pacino. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, what is his name? Ruben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Ruben. It's so good. Dude, he's the it's best. It's so good. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's uh, he's also uh, Ross, and, uh, Ross and Monica's dad on Friends. Yes, Ross and Monica's <laughs> yeah. dad from Friends is your Count Dooku. Yeah, he's fucking so awesome. So today, when we taped this, they did a live stream of all of the Force Awakens, I mean, sorry, the Force Friday, the Rise of Skywalker goodies that are coming out. And we oh, haven't done this. Boy, 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 we boy, haven't boy. done a, a review segment in a while, so I figured we take it over to reviews. All right. So this week was the live stream reveal of some of the Force Friday goodies that will be coming out tomorrow when this episode airs on Thursday. Yes. So hopefully you guys get nice and hyped for tomorrow's Force Friday with Woo! this Thursday <laughs> episode of BSR. So they had a lot of stuff. It was The live stream was great. Did you watch any of I it? I didn't. Okay, so I was at the gym. Yep. I just got back. 
I had my 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 Force Friday live stream on while I was like, <laughs> dude, that's like the perfect get back to reality, kind of like uh, shut your brain down yes. enjoyment thing. Yeah. So, I, I mentioned earlier in the news segment. Um, for me, the first thing, it's not a trailer, it's not its not the main trailer, it's not the poster. Yeah. The thing that always kicks it off for me is discovering the new merchandise in the store. So, like, yes. just rolling into the store and seeing, like, a Rise of Skywalker shirt. Yeah. Or, like, a Rise of Skywalker toy. Yeah. Or anything that's, like, the new branding, I'm just like, oh, and the toy shelves have been so empty. Yeah. Clearly killing the dead stock because there's a lot, a lot of stuff coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're going to go through it. It was a lot. Star so, Trader is going to be popping. You, just to show you, Hasbro uh, Hasbro sent us this crazy list of all this stuff. So we're going to just do, uh, we'll do just Black Series stuff yeah. to start. Uh, and then we'll kind of uh, go into some of the other stuff. And we'll just, obviously, we're going to give all of this right out the gate. An oh, so minty fresh. And we will um, we'll, we'll go through it. So they're doing a cool thing this year where there are these first edition of the Black Series. Yes. Which are basically in like a white box. Right. It's the same toy, but it comes in this like crisp white, sort of white box version of it, which is like right. I got the first round yeah. of this figure. Now, we know that it's like just Force Friday, I think, but I don't know if that means like they're going to do like those and then maybe one more ship of the white boxes right. again or if it literally is like you're getting one shipment of white boxes and then they're done yeah but if you guys watch the show you know that the grumpiest thing i've had about the toys in a while is i was sick yeah of the black and red boxes i was totally. like i'm i'm over it i don't even collect them and i'm sick of them too. yeah i was so sick of the black so <laughs> just seeing them in the stores is so like bleh. yes yeah exactly it's just like dude these are like it's ugly. I'm over it. Like, yeah. Just switch it up. So they're doing these really cool first round white box things. Now here's what I will say. They look amazing. Yeah. They look great. Love it. I I don't think there's going to be enough. Yeah. I think it's going to be really hard to get those, which yeah. is going to mean they are going to be the scalper value. Crazy. On those white boxes. Woof. StockX prices. Seriously, it's yeah. going to be like to get a white Mandalorian box yeah. is going to be like $300 yeah. on eBay, which I would say is both cool for my like collector hype type of stuff. Sure. But also Hasbro's track record about having enough product on release days is not great. Yeah. So like I'm a little hesitant to get excited about the white boxes. No, I feel you. I don't know that I'll ever see one in person. Yeah, that'd be almost like a miracle. Yeah. Like if I see a white, the only one you might see is the Jawa. Maybe because it's like yeah. the Jawas. I already got a Jawa, but the it's Jawa even that. But me. it's a Mandalorian yeah. Jawa. It's yeah. like a different Jawa. It looks freaking crazy. So like, like yeah. that's the thing. So they're 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 releasing. Um, I'm gonna kind of go through these. I'll say this. I actually prefer the non-special edition boxes. So like, I think the white boxes look awesome, but I think the like, not this one, but the Mandalorian one. Oh, you're thinking the carbonized. Yeah. So we're gonna get there. Those okay. are even crazier. You. So that's the, what I want. So the first uh, black series that's coming out in this wave, we've got, um, we've got Cal. Yeah. From Jedi Fallen Order. Now yep. he's gonna be available in the 
first edition white box, which let me see what exactly what this language says right here. First edition, premier edition is the, the language for the white box. He is that the one that comes with the special edition of the game or? Uh, I think the black figure comes with okay. the special edition of the game, which by the way, I need to pre-order that so I can get my this black series figure. Um, but the, and then you can get just the standard uh, black box version of it. Now this will be available on Force Friday, but I don't think the game comes out on Force Friday, does it? No, the game comes out in December, I think, right? So you'll be able to get this early, but the game comes out in November. So if you get it in November, you'll get this figure right. with it. Uh, then we have, so what, what are your thoughts on the Cal figure before we move it's on? It's fine. I, um, I think I'm waiting to see the game. Sure. Yeah. I'm the not, figure itself is like he whatever. He kind of, like the character design kind of looks like a lost boy from the movie Hook. <laughs> and... Uh, it's a little, it's a, a little, little bit, like, yeah. it's a little ragtag. I'm not dogging it. I'm just saying like, it's not my favorite look. I think my guess is, is that his outfit progresses as you sure. play the game. So I think by the end of it, he probably looks like More rad. Bad, yeah. But I think this is probably his early look, like yeah. his sort of like peasant look. So sure. I think he probably changes throughout the game. I would also say that like the face sculpt doesn't look as much like him to me. Yeah, it's always to, it's always hard to tell with the photos though because sometimes their photos are prototypes. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So like it's always hard to, I always don't, I try to not judge the face sculpt, but you're right, this is a, it's an interesting looking. I was more so looking at the box art. So, like the box art didn't look like as oh, much yeah, like yeah, 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 Like yeah. I was, when I was looking at the box art, I was like, who is that supposed to be? And then I was like, oh, that's the, dude from the game. It was like, okay. Well, it's weird. He's drawing a digital rendition that's, of Kandra. That's a Cameron good point, Monon. too. He's literally, it's, yeah. like, it's like three degrees of separation from Cameron yeah. Monaghan. So then we have Cara Dune, which is uh, uh, what's, God, what's the actress name? I Gina, can never Gina, remember. Gina something. Yeah. Gina. We were talking about this. Steve and I were talking about this. I can never remember her name. She's, she's fucking now, awesome, though. She's now Cara Dune. Yes. She's now Cara Dune. Uh, her, her Mandalorian character. So uh, her Black Series is coming out. And they, oh, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Um, so she was in the live stream. She got to check out her figure for oh, the yeah. first time, which is like a big honor for every Star Wars actor yep. to see their their self presented in the toy. Sure. And she was super excited. Maybe it's the first time they get to see it. Are they playing it up a little bit? I think it probably is the first time. That's kind of cool. Well, I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I don't know what the, you can gauge the reaction. Maybe, I think I think it probably is the first time okay. they see, probably the first time they hold it. Sure, okay. First time they hold it. But the big kind of cool reveal about her is she has a face tattoo. Oh. The character. I didn't see that. She has a Rebel Alliance insignia right here. Takashi 6 9 style. Bro. Bro, she's a snitch. Dude, <laughs> dude, she's got uh, rebel teardrops for oh, all the dudes she damn. killed in prison. Yeah, dude, it uh, since the yeah, game, bro. Bro, uh, I I tweeted, um, well, face tattoos are officially canon, which means sad boy hip hop is now officially oh, yes. canon in the start. Which she listens mumble to mumble rap. Yeah, dude, she, she listens, listens to some to nothing, rap. nothing nowhere, yep. and some uh, post Malone. Yeah, some little pump. Yeah, dude, little yeah, pump she for to sure. <laughs> Ever all the lils. All the lils, all all the young young thugs, <laughs> all the youngs, all the all the youngs, all the lils, yeah, all the all asaps. That. That's funny. Uh, what do you think of this figure? Yeah, it's fine. I just like the face tattoo. Yeah. Um, I think that's an awesome addition. I didn't see that. 
Oh, yeah. So here, I'll show you. You can look at it in this one. See it right under her eye? Yeah, that's there tight. It is. Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. Her, her, her figure looks great. Got cool accessories. It, that, that's a cool looking figure. Yeah. She, her character hasn't like connected with me quite yet. We haven't seen anything yeah. of her. And it's interesting because she's maskless. Right. So she's actually going to be a face that we see a lot yeah. in this story. So I can't I'm, remember if we talked about this while you, while you were here, but do you think we see Pedro, Pedro Pascal at all? No. Never, right? Nope. I don't think we ever do, unless it's like the last shot. What if he takes off his mask and he's like, fucked up face? Be right. Scarred and shit? That'd be sick. That'd be right. I think there's a very real reason why you have not seen him. Without. And there was something very telling that Pedro Pascal said, and I'm surprised more people haven't picked up on it from the live stream. Okay. No, In fact, nobody did. Everyone was all caught up in, like, some other dumb thing. His shirt. His shirt. His, His shirt, shirt was, was fire, dude. His shirt was nuts. I want that thing. Dude, that, he was looking like me circa seventh grade in my oh, school photo. Dude, Pedro. Just thinking I looked rad. Pedro's going to be the new Steez uh, King. The new Steez King of Star yep. Wars? Yep. <laughs> John Boyega will hand the mantle over. Yeah, John Boyega's going to be like, Lover damn, bro. You got the Steez, dude. You got that shirt. Yeah. That shirt had flavor. I liked it. So one thing he said that was really interesting, and you know we don't need to get in too much Mandalorian stuff, but he was like, ooh, this, this armor's looking rusty. He's looking in need of some new digs. And I was like, nobody picked up on that. Nobody ah. was talking about it. And I was like, oh, I think this guy, I think this dude changes armor multiple times. Ooh. I think this is about him re-earning his, like, power in the Mandalorian ranks or something. Oh, dude, I'm so stoked Dude, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. But uh, no, so, so Gina Carano. Yep. Gina Carano, her figure looks great. Yep. I'm just excited. I feel like we don't know anything about the characters in the Mandalorian. Yeah, nothing yet. So I'm really excited to see how that... We don't know anything about the show at all, really. I know. This is the one thing that Star Wars does really well. Pre-something releasing, you not having a damn clue what it's going to be. Yeah, and if you, you the stuff you're able to pick up... You, it takes a, just a sort of like a mild understanding of story structure and you can kind of put stuff together. Yeah. But like... Or I guess if you're paying attention to some of the sort of like... Which I didn't do pre-Episode uh, 7, mm. uh, Force Awakens. I didn't pay attention to any of the like pre-build-up uh, yeah. rumor meal or anything like that. Yeah, no, I, I was just either. like watching the trailers being like, I don't know what the movie's about. But I'm glad that Han and Chewie are back. And like, yeah. Yeah. So. That's how I feel about this movie. I have no clue. I just can only decipher what I think makes sense with what they've set up. Yeah. So then we've got a, a First Order Stormtrooper Rise of Skywalker edition. So this comes with a little riot shield and a little uh, baton. Yeah, that one's cool. We, we saw this with a Poe Dameron figure. Yeah. They kind of did a, a two-pack for Force Awakens. This is cool. Like, fine. I'm glad they're bringing him back. The, bring, There's another back trooper the that I'm more stoked about. The, so then we've got the Snow Trooper with that steezy cape, yes. dude. Now, here's what I'm interested in. Have we seen any snow in the trailer? Did we see snow in that ships flying into that when when uh, Zori Bliss uh, we're assuming is Zori Bliss ship flying onto that that dark planet? I think it might be snow in that in the Vanity Fair photo. You know the the mm. Car the Carrie Russell photo. I, remember. I think there might be some snow there. So yeah. maybe she's traveling with um, snow troopers. Maybe. Hopefully, that'd be cool. Yeah, they have a cool... That, that design is awesome. And I believe this is a Target exclusive. Oh, okay. So it's a Target exclusive. That cape is... Yeah. Dude! Yeah. It, See, this is an example of a cape done right. 
Yeah. We hopefully, will see a cape. Hopefully Pete has put the asset here. Yeah. Pete, if you put the asset, thank you. We There's appreciate it. There's a cape it. that I've seen that I don't like as much. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, then we've got, this is our first look at a carbonized edition. Now carbonized, what it looks like to me is that the whole figure itself is sort of brushed with metallic paint. Oh, so the figure too, not just the box. The box has a metallic flake and oh. the figure has a metallic flake. Okay. And the first figure up that's carbonized is a first order jet trooper. Let me see that one. This one. Oh. And you can see the box is sort of, has it's like, like a, a silver. silver flake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like a like a hot August nights. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got a little like 3 eminess to it. Yeah, like hot roddy, sort of like metallic that's flake cool. paint. I think the carbonized ones are the ones I will try to get. I really like the carbonized ones. I don't know if they're labeled as first edition. No, they're just labeled as graphite, car graphite carbonized ones. Okay. I think uh, those are the ones I'm gonna go for. I'm not gonna go for the black and red boxes. Yeah. I've just decided they're not for me anymore. And I like the, the cool, unique colors. So the carbonized ones are super cool. So those previous uh, figures will all have carbonized boxes? No, too? there's only a few that, oh, at I least see. as of right now. Okay, okay. So we have the first order Jet Trooper, and he only comes, or they only come in carbonized Sweet. version. Then we have Off-World Jawa Mandalorian. So this is in its basic black and red box. That thing looks dope. And I think what makes him different is he's got, uh, or they've got like, I keep gender, like adding a gender to Jawas. Jawas don't have a, I don't we know don't, this could yeah. be any type of Jawa. They have a, a, an extra gun that the original Jawa didn't have. And there's just some slight variation there, but look cool. The cloak is tight. Yeah. The eyes are tight. I, I love that Jawa. It just looks good. Yeah. It just looks really, really good. And it gets me excited for the fact that there's Jawas in Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Which we saw the sand crawler yeah. in uh, the, the poster, which was super cool. And then we've got another figure from Jedi Fallen Order, which is the Purge Trooper. Yeah. Now, I believe this is a GameStop exclusive, yeah. I believe. We saw those at the panel. We did. And they're, they're pretty they're cool. They're super cool. But yeah. what's really cool is, uh, again, listening to my critique of the blocks now, obviously, I'm not a crazy about the black and red, but if you'll notice, they added this cool red detailing to the art on the front. Yes. And that, they don't do that right. on the other ones. So, so yeah, you see it on his mask and on his shoulder. Yeah. It's super cool. It adds something, a little something cool to it. Just yeah. a little like thing that makes me go, oh. In a weird way, it makes the back red pop even more. Yes. You know what I mean? Because like, in the other ones, just, the back red doesn't even register. Yeah. But on this one, it's like, boom. Yeah, red. this one you just go, whoa, red. Like, I yeah. really, really like this box. Uh, I'm interested in this figure just because... We, I've got friends that are working on Fallen Order, and I, cool I, like, I like to try and get the stuff from their game. We'll see. I'll probably never see one in person, yeah. but if I see one, I might pick one up. Uh, then we've got... That's GameStop only, you said, right? I believe so. Okay. A lot of these... Has, li Hasbro literally sent us, like, a massive PDF. And oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. I go to yakface.com if you <laughs> want to know all the details. We're not the right podcast for you if you're looking But I hope you guys are happy. You guys were all saying you wanted more toy talk. You're getting toy talk. Toy talk. Can't talk about stuff that they haven't released. Yeah, yeah. We're and now we're finally this. getting toys. Uh, so then we've got Ray and Dio yep. coming in a pack, which is, let me tell you why I like this one. Okay. You know why I like this one? Because the first Ray we got came with BB-8. Yeah. And I think it's just a, a cool little nod to like, there she is with her, right. her little droid. Do you think there's a chance she made Dio? 
Do you, I don't know. Do you think there's a chance that BB-8 dies? No, I don't think so. Because I think he's just like the same. So, so like, Dio's what? not going to replace him? No, I just think that J.J. Abrams was like, that BB-8 made me money? Yeah. I'm going to make me another little cutie. It should be, it should really just be Poe and BB-8. Yes. But I think uh, they needed to put something with the Ray figure. Yeah. And because she was the main but they couldn't put the lightsaber So do you think in her. this movie, BB-8 will be more attached to Poe? Yes, and Dio will so be. So he'll with, be like his R2 on his on his X-Wing or whatever he's flying. Yeah, and I think that Dio will be with Ray Because yeah. the Ray and BB-8 dynamic was amazing. Yeah. But BB-8 should be with Poe. It's no his doubt. droid. Yeah. So I think Dio is sort of the like, gonna be with Ray yeah. on some Dio's kind of, cool looking. I like Dio. I like him, dude. He looks like uh, when uh, Alec Baldwin stretches his face. <laughs> yes! In Beetlejuice. From Beetlejuice, yeah. Uh, then from Jedi Fallen Order, we have a second sister Inquisitor, which was also originally in Rebels. Uh, this is probably the figure I'm the least sort of what excited about. Yeah. If you're big into Rebels, it's cool because you've got another figure from Rebels that you can put with your... I kind of like the like dominatrix. She does have a bit of it. a dominatrix vibe. She, like, it's very... like If you're into dark side toys... Yeah, it, th this is this sure. is a must-have. I want to see what the character is like in the game. Yeah, I'm all, I'm also like I don't like their little helicopter lightsabers. That oh spin. yeah yeah yeah. I think they're dumb. Yeah. I, I'm curious. I'm sure this does spin. I'm sure they made it, so it does spin. Like the handle spin or something. Yeah, I just think it's dumb. Like I don't know who would ever want like a big giant. Prop and then when they Listen, fly Grievous with them, Grievous did it better already. They fly with them. Grievous was like, <laughs> yeah, but they fly with them. Like that's kind of weird. Listen. Light swords can't make you fly. I don't know. <laughs> Laser <It's> like, <laughs> Do we really need to add a helicopter feature? To no, but they're not lightsabers, right? They are. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're lightsabers that spin and then they fly with them. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. Now, this one also comes Not very with... Star wars -y. Sure not very Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm living in a world where I just complain about lightsaber <laughs> helicopter. Oh, I hate myself. Somebody has to be the Steve today. Somebody's got to be the Steve today. Steve's like... I agree. Why would a lightsaber fly? Steve's like, I agree. I agree. Steve's in his car right now listening to this a week from now going, yes, lightsaber shouldn't fly. Uh, that one comes in the first edition white box, yeah. which is cool. I think it looks, in box, awesome. I would want that. Yes. Yeah. I actually think, interesting. What does it say for her? Does it say, oh no, she has a carbonized. She has black carbonized. Oh. So that's black. Oh, that's black tight. metal flake. Shit. All right. He's Maybe getting I, it. I take it back. This He's getting it. <laughs> this figure's awesome. It's going on the wall. Damn it. Damn it. This figure's Oh. <laughs> you just watched Hasbro get me with a gimmick. Right yep. there, you watched a gimmick work. Then we've got the Sith Trooper, which comes in the red carbonized, which is flaky red. Not a fan, but I'd like it on the carbonized. The red carbonized looks fresh, dude. I almost wish they looked like this in the movie. Look at that chrome. Yeah. Looking like straight cherry. I don't know if you've heard, but I have a I have a beef with the red troopers. Oh, you do? Yeah. Why? Because it's just a knockoff of the hip-hop trooper. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Hurts my heart a little bit. I'm with you. So we've got, then we've got, uh, now that comes in the white version, the normal version, yeah. and the carbonized on version. On the carbonized box, it looks dope. Yes. And the white box looks cool, too, because it's kind of like monochromatic with yeah. the white and red. For sure. Um, then we've got Supreme Leader Kylo, which I believe this is a first edition. <sighs> that cape is garbage. 
It's like chunky, dude. It Why is, is it plastic? It's horrible. I don't know. Of all the ones that we've seen, look, they've given everybody else the like rad cloth. This fool gets the horrible plastic shoulder pads. Oh, it's bad. It's not great. I hope he looks cool without it because I, I wouldn't use the cape on him. I really like the helmet, man. I really like yeah, the, the helmet. Yeah, the helmet's awesome. The helmet with the back. red cracks. I was telling Steve, you want to know what my, my theory, and I know there's a lot of folks out there that have kind of floated this. I think he puts that helmet on when he's redeemed. So I think it's like an embracing of his. I don't think he's wearing it as like, I'm back and I'm, I think most of the movie he's maskless and then he wears that in some sort of redemptive act for his grandfather hmm. to like avenge the Skywalkers. He, he takes on the mantle of Darth Vader, the most powerful Skywalker and wears it as sort of like a, sort of like a, uh, you know, like a, an ownership of what you, what you come from and what is a part of you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I could, the only thing that, that, that fights against that theory is it's called Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Yeah. So if it's called Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, it could be that he is, that when the ma the mask ends up being his thing. But I don't know. I just think the mask looks really cool and we don't need to get into a conversation. No, I agree. Yeah, I think the, the mask is awesome. Yeah. We don't need to get another conversation about whether or not he's redeemed or not. He probably is going to be cool. Rock and roll. You're we'll see. Who cares? We'll see what happens. This is my favorite of the bunch. The carbonized Mandalorian figure on like the brown gold. Oh, I know, dude. <gasps> You're not gonna be able to find it. I haven't wanted a figure in a really long time. Look God at damn. that. I might pay scalper. Dude, I might. That. Hasbro, but listen, please. I have two daughters. If somebody out there in our fandom yeah. wants to send us some, comes up on some, yeah. we will do. We'll work something out with you, homie. I tell you or what. Or homegirls, whatever. If you can find us a carbonized Mandalorian, because we sure as hell aren't going to be able to find one in LA. <laughs> if you can find one and you're like, boys, I got you a carbonized Mandalorian. I'm good with the regular box. Or my Target just had a bunch of them. You want to come through with the Minty Fresh box or Minty Fresh box for Cisco? Just let us know. We're, we're in. Cisco's first in line, though. So hit a boy up. We'll work, we'll work something out. We'll figure it out. So then we've got him in his white box. Super cool. Yep. It looks good in all the boxes. The, the, that is one of the dopest character designs in the yeah. history of Star Wars. It's just great. Mandalorian is just The awesome. Mandalorian's cool. He looks cooler than Boba Fett. Sorry, Boba he Fett. He does. Thousand percent. I love Boba Fett, but he just looks better. Yeah. So then we had, uh, we had Janna. We had Janna introduced. Now, Janna is last nameless still, which is kind of cool. Now, there's been some... Theories floating around that maybe she's Lando's daughter. Yeah. Now, interesting little fact about the uh, the live stream is they showed a Funko short film. Oh, okay. And it had Lando rediscovering the Falcon on Pasana. Okay. The planet that we believe Janna is from. Now, mm. maybe... That is a, a, a slight indication that maybe she's Jana Calrissian, Lando's daughter, and that she is on the planet, with, and he calls them to, like, that's why they maybe the movie starts on Pasana. I don't know. I don't know. That's wacky speculation. I'll say this. I don't know anything about that character. I don't know if I've ever seen that actress in anything before. I fucking love her. I love her look. I love yeah. the design. I want to see. I hope she's in like 90% of the movie. She I'm, won't be. 
But I'm God, looking, I think she's gonna be with Finn most of the movie though. Oh, she they, looks so awesome. They she just looks like she's a samurai almost. You know what's funny? You know how I was making fun of the other character for looking very lost boys. Yeah. Boys? She does, but in a great way. In a weird way, she kind of has this like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, thing. dude. Like, like this is weird, but like almost like a Walking Dead kind of vibe to her. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. outfit in a weird yeah. way with the like tattered cape that she has on. Yeah. But dude, that fucking crossbow. Oh, I just love that character design. It's really cool. Like, I just think that it, it, it's. I'm also a sucker for like. She's got fun bad sandals. Let me see. Ugh. Oh yeah, sorry. Scrappy, She's got scrappy, that, got scrappy that sandals. Bad Tevas on, bro. I'm also like going rafting with Steve and <laughs> Steve. Oh. She's got Tevas on. She must be going oh. river rafting with Steve. There's lots of water on that planet, dude. Right? I hope I hope Finn meets her and goes, "You're beautiful, but those sandals have got gotta to go." go. Um, I'm also a sucker for dope hair on oh, any character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like uh, Lando in Solo, mm-hmm. Donald Glover's rocking that dope hair. Um, her hair is. Type. It's just a really cool sort of like capturing of the character. Like I want to know more about her yeah. from her figure. It's kind of the same way that I felt about Emphis Nessa, which is like just looking at her makes me want to yes. see more about her. Yes, and that to me is the sign of a good toy and good character yeah. design. Just looking at this toy gets me excited yeah. for the possibilities of what could be coming next. Like when life. I see that Supreme Leader Snow, uh, Kylo, I'm just like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, okay, cool. Like, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll go through a quick little run of Black Series helmets. They're doing a Luke Skywalker X-Wing helmet. Yeah. Looks rad. We'll sure. probably yeah. get it awesome. for the set. That'll be easier to find than these figures. I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, let me see if there's there's so much stuff in here. Let's see if there's anything else we want to get your opinion on. Uh, we had the, oh, they did a C-3PO Black Series, and All he right. comes with a little guy. Are we going to talk about this? Babu Frick? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it. Do we think that this figure is a spoiler for what's going to happen in this movie? Oh, for sure. Okay. So, do we think that Chewie's dying in this movie? No. I just think Chewie's giving him his stuff. But I don't think Chewie's dying. I think he's flying the Falcon. He's running around like homie in the Saving Private Ryan. He's like, hey, hurry up with the ammo. And yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that Chewie will ever die. Because, and here's why, any character that is in a, that doesn't have a, and this is going to sound really mean because I, I, I would have said this before the passing of Peter Mayhew, yeah. but Chewbacca can live on through many actors. Sure. The same with C-3PO, R2-D2, characters that are legacy like that, that can always exist. I just don't see them That's a good point. killing them off. Plus, our boy Jonas. He's, yeah, I he just work, bro. I, I don't. We oh, like Jonas. Although he is really like hitting Make Solo 2 happen pretty hard on Twitter. So maybe he. Maybe they were like, we're going to kill. I don't know. I just don't I think don't they know. would. Killing Chewie is like killing the dog. You yeah. can't do that. Don't kill Chewie and don't destroy the Millennium Falcon. Just leave him alone. The Millennium Falcon would be the saddest thing if they <gasps> blew up the Millennium Falcon. I would cry in the movie theater. So they had, uh, he comes with this little guy named Babu Frick. Or, yeah. Or Bobu Frick. I, I couldn't know. figure out what he is, but. I think it's Babu Frick. He's a droid builder. Okay. And they were like, could it have, and Steve wrote, could it have something to do with C-3PO's red eyes? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. I think C-3PO, they give him some kind of weird murder chip in his head and then they throw this maybe it's like an infrared thing maybe if they're going to be on a snow planet 
He needs to be able to see through heat vision or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get why the red eyes, man. I just think Whatever it's. It I is. think it's murder mode. I but think he, it's murder mode. Listen, C-3PO can't hurt anybody. Dude yeah. moves like this. He, dude, I mean, he clearly, what if murder mode just makes it so his arms aren't so awkwardly jointed? Like murder <laughs> mode, he goes from like this to like murder mode literally just goes. <laughs> he's able to like move All of a arms. sudden he becomes IG-88 from the, from the Clone Wars where he's like flipping around and doing crazy shit. Like, I mean, when I, you saw IG-88, he was just like, you thought he was a coat rack. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in the Clone Wars, he's like rolling around and doing all kinds dude, of crazy shit. Dude, and Mandalorian, IG-11 doing the pew, pew, Yes, pew, looks pew, dope. Yeah. I think that for me, what's more interesting is the uh, the Babu Frick character. Now, a lot of people were saying they think it's him repairing the Kylo Ren helmet in the trailer. Okay. But I don't think scale-wise it works. Because he's like, in comparison to my head, he would be like this big. Yeah, he's like a little fairy or something. He would be like the size of the helmet. And the hands that are working on that are almost half of the helmet so i don't i don't think it works but i haven't seen the movie i could be wrong uh but it also that that kind of lines up with my theory that the helmet is when he's good he puts it on uh-huh. i don't know it's not my theory it's theories that i think is it's pretty Makes safe sense. to assume that he's going to be redeemed i think that's pretty much it for um the big force friday stuff there was obviously um there were some 375 things, and we can Funko talk about stuff. that. Yeah, lots of Funko stuff, but we're the Black Series Rebels. We figured we would just break down the Black Series for y'all. That's a lot. Guess what? The Funkos look like Funkos. Yeah, they look fine. If you like Funkos, you're going to buy the Funkos. That's it, buddy. That's it for Black Series Rebels this week. Stoke Series Rebels. That was a lot of good, positive Star Wars talk for yes. the people at home. We brought nothing but a galaxy far, far away into your home far, far away. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be back. Cisco, thanks for filling in for the for Steve while he was on set. I hopefully, we'll be back next week with all three of us yes. to break down a bunch of cool Star stuff. But, man, we're like... We're weeks away from an Episode Nine official trailer, which yeah. means we'll have a trailer reaction. We are... A month away from the Mandalorian premiere on Disney Plus, which you signed up for, which Steve signed up for, and now I have to sign up for now that I'm back from Paris. We are about to just get inundated yeah. with Star Wars content. And I think I'm ready. I feel refreshed. I feel post honeymoon. And I feel ready to talk all the Star Wars with y'all. Let's do it. You guys know the deal. Leave in the comments. Conversate with us. Subscribe to this video. I mean, subscribe to our channel. Like this video. Check out our community tab. We're posting. We need questions from you guys for next week. But everybody... The questions have been awesome. I know, man. I love it. This is great. It's so awesome to engage with you guys. That was a lot of fun. Cisco, thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Hey, guys. May the Force Force be be with with you. Thanks for checking out the show. And if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the force be with you.